And and we're off. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to begin with the beginning, uh, how'd you get into collecting art? Uh, um, or where where does like, did you have a like a parent or somebody that introduced you, made you aware of art? I mean, because there's a lot of people in this country, especially, that right. just it's just not part of their lives. Like, how did it begin for you? Right. So a couple things that. Uh, being aware of art, going to museums and galleries was always a thing, definitely. Um, With your folks? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just a thing. It was just a thing we did. Um, Where'd you grow up? Pittsburgh. Ah. Until I was 12. 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, and going to the Art Institute at Pitts, in Pittsburgh. I think mm. it's called the Art Institute. Um... Yeah, it was always a thing. And uh, as far as like collecting art, I just, uh, I do owe some credit to David Lean Artists of David Lean Artist Gallery. He was yeah. a friend of mine and he uh, was a gallery owner at a very young age and we were friends and he, um, you know, introduced me to a lot of artists and, and the idea of collecting art. So he sold you stuff, or like yeah. he got you to buy some stuff. Yeah. You know? Hmm. And then you, yeah, you also said you were doing poetry mm-hmm. uh, and per- performing poetry out on the streets, right? Or were I you was, performing it out loud, or were you just printing it and I distributing? Was, my main game was the Chicago poetry scene in the late eighties and early nineties. So it was more of a like a you know Estelle's, for instance, was oh. a big venue for that. But I was big on the idea of selling stuff in the street. I don't know why I've always been interested in it. Actually, I wrote in the book, right, about it. Just the idea of... It's just so baller. It's just such a... It's just like it's so much um, courage. The, the fact that they're kind of imposing their their shit on other people, like in the public way, is that part of like... Like, here I am, and look at what I've made kind of thing? or More like they're taking our shit in a public way. <laughs> just like, they're willing to be out there and just play the numbers and have the courage to present themselves as artists. I do love that. That's always been a big thing, this conceptual idea of, like, what is art? Who's an artist? It's like, no, I say, I'm an artist because I say it, or this is art because I say it. Like, mm-hmm. I love that declaratory, declamatory thing and doing it in public just like i've always been interested in copyright law too right if you just say this is copyrighted it's copyrighted that that idea of fiat mm. that idea mm. of like it is so because i say it so it mm. is art because it's i say it's art we're gonna but you're gonna buy this because it's out here now that kind of thing hmm. uh so like how much of say like the stuff you'd be uh tend tend to collect from people on the street is like their presentation versus like the quality or something about the art. Yeah. Is it is it like um because well there's a range of stuff in your book but some of it seems to be like your attraction is as a memento of meeting a person. Mhm. Maybe even more so than the actual Oh yeah. like art as art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basically yeah. if you're selling art in the street I'm going to buy it. If I have money like any, I'm going to like literally any, anything. anything. I literally don't care. Okay, I'm yeah. Cuz you take money. pains like Kind of not to define what your aesthetic criteria are Try on purpose. Not 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you money. Mm-hmm. And you're, I want to be that person. My mother mm-hmm. was, she ran a, the call center for TWA for like mm. 35 years. Wow. And she taught me that, like, what she She must have gotten some abuse. Just, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she taught me, like, there's just going to be people who are going to give you shit. And there's Mm -hmm. going to be people who don't give you shit. And there are going to be people who are going to be wonderful. And I'm going to be a person in their life that day Mm -hmm. that didn't squabble. Didn't you didn't have to convince right. me? You didn't have to show me the fourth one. I don't give mm. a shit. I'm not going to pick through your art. You're going to give me the top one on the. But you're going to give me any one you want. Mm. I want to be their best customer that day. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just want to give them money and I want to thank them for for their work. That's what I always say. Thank you for your work. So it's what? Yeah, I mean, a good chunk of this whole project is sort of a social or societal. Like you, have, you, you see yourself in this role of trying to like you know connect and kind of make somebody's day better uh yeah engage with them you know kind of a just a basic human way yeah and and to make a market too yeah to to say that they're valuable so when did you make the leap like so yeah you said your your parents would take you to the museums like between that art and the art of somebody on a sidewalk is there a connection or is it just this do you see it as the same or do, do you think about the two as different? Absolutely not different. Same same thing. Oh. Like you respond to it the same way. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Of, of course, there's some percentage of museum art that was once what you're talking about, you know? I wonder. Oh, yeah. f- oh for sure. Yeah. There was, I mean, yeah, there were people, you know, hawking the stuff on the street at some point. Some yeah. of it. And I do like the rejection stuff, the like, you know, playing around with that, this idea of value, Mm. just fucking around with that, like, you know, the normal pop culture idea of, you know, uh, Picasso, not Picasso, obviously, but, you know, some, Van Gogh, Van Mm -hmm. Gogh died penniless or something like that idea is just fascinating to me because it's just fucking around with time and space, right? Like, so I like, I don't like thinking that shit will be valuable in the future. Mm. It gives me the skeeves. I don't like that. I just like playing around. Sure. So, yeah, you're not a speculator. You're not like a, like, well, there's so much of the current art world is a place for billionaires to hide their money. Yeah. Like, it's it's a place that is taxed differently or not taxed the same way, and they buy this really expensive shit. They don't even like it. Yeah. But it's a way to hide their... Yeah, it's laundering. Yeah. Into... Small objects. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is which is really de- demoralizing to to artists. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm to a point where like if I can figure out a way to get by, I'm gonna start just giving it away uh, because I don't. I actually I want to destroy whatever market you know like my art has in a certain Interesting. way. So the op- you're, you're, in, you're... Yeah, but I'm coming at it from making. You know, like all I care about is making it. I wish. It was like the olden days, like in in France in the nineteenth century, where you know the the you know the first gallery owners were just junk dealers basically, and they'd go around the studios and lowball all the artists and take the art away, and then hike all the prices up. But in the meantime, whatever that lowball was, it got the art out of the studios, and it gave you enough money to paint the next one. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Some some enter some David Leonardo type just come into my house with a truck. 
and yep. just taking it all away, you know? Yep. For for some kind of, you know, probably low fee, but something that would keep me going, you yep. know, for a year, two years, three years, whatever. Uh, I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very, very, you know, like, I'm not into the art market at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it, maybe that's one of the things that interested me about your project you know where you're documenting and collecting the stuff that whose value is totally unstable and not you know i mean it is what you say it is like like you you're writing in there where you gave them more money than they asked for for some of them you know or and other other people just wouldn't part with stuff for yeah, whatever, for, yeah. for their Can't own get it. yeah that, that's kind of fascinating to me i've never had like i've done art my whole life and i early on i learned not to fall in love with it not, not like I love doing it. Like I don't need any of it after I'm done with it. Like none, you know. And, yep. Uh, but that, that's kind of amazing. Where like I've never had that feeling where like I made something that I just just so in love with I couldn't part with. I don't know. Maybe one day it'll happen. <laughs> that's interesting. But that's a crazy yeah. That and that like somebody would be out there sitting on the street and not want to sell it. That's that's a that's an incredible psychological. Yeah. Conundrum. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so then you gotta ask what the what are you doing out there? You know, like you just wanna sit out there. And I mean, then part there's of it people is, there's obviously there are people with serious mental issues I, I out there. Going on, yeah. yeah. Well like like Wesley Willis and Yeah. Yeah. That that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. And how uh you said your wife came up with the na- the term mm-hmm. the Arte Arte Agora. How, how uh, what, what's with the e on the art? Is that just just for poetic? It just sounded better than art agora. Um, <laughs> yeah, the t and the a it doesn't work. Artagora it doesn't work. Yeah, so it had to be separated in mm. some way. I was the basic where I was getting from, but yeah. definitely I wanted agora in it. Yeah, just yeah the public. I had agoraphobia public. for a few months too, yeah? which was interesting. Really? Yeah. I, huh. What ca- do you know what caused it? Was it like in just an illness? Or? It was kind of a classic after college, after high school, and I went to UIC, and I washed out a little bit, and I huh. didn't go away. What'd you go for? Uh, at UIC? Yeah. Just go to Wait. fuck the college, basically. Oh. <laughs> I ended up graduating from there in English oh. and Anthropology. Oh, okay. But this was like 1987, 88, and I was just basically kind of, you know, depressed, and yeah. I didn't go outside for like three months Mm -hmm. and instead what i did was i wrote to the tourism board of every state and i documented their responses like how long it took for them to respond and what were you writing to the tourism i asked oh i just wrote them (laughs) i wrote them all the same letter saying please send me any and all material you have about tourism in your state (laughs) (laughs) what 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 possessed you to do that (laughs) i i just love documenting shit i just like i'd like I like doing experiments in reality like that. That's just I'm into that. So when did the poet did the poetry come about later? Right around that time. Around that That's time when you I started decided doing. Decided to be a poet. Yeah. Huh. I tried to be a poet. I was always like Joe Writer, young kid. Like you're going to be a writer someday. Oh really? Thing. Oh yeah. okay. But like that was one like I'm going to be a poet. Hmm. And you were inspired by like the the, the people on the like in the bars and on the on the street and stuff with that or. Um, it was the poetry scene. I lived around here. I yeah. lived on Wolcott with my mother and my brother, um, oh, okay. in the 80s. And, um, 
at the Get Me High Lounge was uh, uh, the Poetry Slam mm. by Mark Smith. Right. So it was just a thing. Even though I never did the Poetry Slam because I found it gauche and de classe. And, oh, yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> was below you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were Legit. a classic. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. I just was like, this is fucking, this is not literature. This is... Let's just open mic, People like whoever can go get up there. No, open mic I'll do. Oh. I just won't do the competition. Oh, oh I'll good. do the open mic all day, all night. Oh, the comp- like, Oh, you didn't even like that it was like a uh, contest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me just make sure. Huh. Um, yeah, I didn't, but I knew Mark and, you know. But anyway, so like, um, yeah, so like, it was the thing. It was the Chicago thing, the idea mm. of doing poetry, you know, in bars. So I did mm. it in bars. And then I don't want to oversell my poetry in the street thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just had this concept that I wanted to make posters and individual poems at CopyMax. Mm-hmm. I just literally went to CopyMax and made $3 on, you know, Microsoft, what do you call that, Mac, and the Mac, the SE. No, okay. they, had. they had Mac SEs lined up. It's oh, like right. 1991, okay. 1992. Okay. And I did like yeah. desktop publishing and I put it on cardstock and I sold it for $3 each. That was before I had any books because I just wanted to, and then I wanted to mess around with, again, value. Mm-hmm. Like, you wrote a poem? Fuck your poem. Like, who cares about poems? Nobody on, yeah. on earth, right? Nobody cares about poetry books. Nobody cares yeah. about any, people don't care. Right? Yeah. And I like messing around with that. <laughs> and I always have. And that's why my tagline as a poet was Worldwide Entertainment Juggernaut of the 21st Century. <laughs> which is so preposterously ridiculous, right? And also, you know, white male bravado, stupid shit. But, you know, on the other hand, it was just like an explicit attempt mm-hmm. to say something completely stupid mm-hmm. and obviously wrong because nobody gives a shit about poetry. And when did you stop doing that? Or did how long did you... Mid-90s. Mid-90s. Married and... All that sort of yeah. stuff. And you wanted you do you do tech, right? Of some yeah. kind. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really know what I know you, you have a tech yeah. related thing that you tech do. Tech jobs, tech project manager, strategist, you know, not super technical, but mm. you know, that guy who hangs around technical people and <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, I uh I didn't know how to turn on a computer until like two thousand and three. And that's intense. And, well, because I was a painter, I, I didn't even care about photography. What would a computer do for me? And then I married a <laughs> database programmer. Wow. And she, and she thought I should have a website. So, okay. So my website is now 15 years old. Wow. She, she's long gone, but I still have the shitty website. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> Which yeah. I code myself and update, you know, and there's hundreds and hundreds of pages at this point. Holy crap. It's a It's an archive. You know, it's it's not mobile optimized or anything, nor will it ever be. <laughs> so you are, so you are a technologist. <laughs> I I use I use what I need to use. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. For this for this book that just came out, I it was my first experience with InDesign. I I did all. Wow. Of I did the whole thing. You know, like I was because because hmm. uh, a guy, my second book, really this quote unquote designer really fucked up my book. And hmm. I figured I, I wasn't going to let somebody else do that. I'll do that. My, I'll fuck up my own book. Wow. <laughs> or, and, you know, it was, a, it was quite an education. I mean, InDesign was not designed by a, a visual person. I'll say that. Yeah. That's it what was, I've heard. It was designed by some, like, sadistic mathematician or something, or, like, mm-hmm. engineer or something. Mm-hmm. It, it's completely unintuitive. Like, it's just, yeah. It, you know, I mean, it's, 
it's Photoshop, but in like, you know, in, in three dimensions or something, in four dimensions. Okay. Like, and everything's just, you're just like a hog on ice. Everything's just move, like, <laughs> it's horrendous, you know? Yeah. Now, I have very rudimentary Photoshop skills. I know just enough, you know, uh-huh. to do what I need to do, which is really simple, you know? Yeah. I need to tweak the colors. I need to tweak the sharpness, you know? That's about it. So you need to design the whole book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Using a template? No templates. Fine. There can't be a template because because the way I wanted the images to be, there were all there were there there are images and there's text boxes. Each text box is different and it fits around the image. Oh god. That's a lot of work. It it was a lot of work and I, yeah, I did it pretty fast, pretty fast. Well, you know, I've been pitching the book for years and and last year somebody bit. I was like, "All right, I got a window and I'm going to knock this thing out." I I mean, I had I I wrote most of it in about a month, hmm. <laughs> but I you know I I used the drawings as a jumping off point. Right, I knew you know you had something. Oh yeah, to talk yeah. about. Yeah, yes, I had a lot you know to talk about. But yeah, the the design part was that, that was serious work. <laughs> then yeah, like in realizing along the way, like you know about margins, about shit, like looking at like real books and like you know I went all the way through and realized that you know the right margins weren't justify and most books they are right. so i had to change the whole fucking thing every box yes i know that's when Go. you said every box i'm like oh my god and you can't automate it not with that many Im- images that are different you can't oh, like imagine. and they they do this thing you know they, they <laughs> but they connect together so so there's all this text that gets phantom right like, right oh god and it makes for a visual per- it makes no fucking sense at all uh, i'm you know, you know i Bent it to my will as best I could, you know. Wow. I mean, the good thing is that now, like the printers can just—they work off a of PDF, you know. So yes, if I can make a, that is beautiful. If I could make like a decent-looking PDF, then they could work with it. Then they didn't—they—they they need nothing more, you know. Right. It's not that you exported an InDesign file. No, yeah. no, they would—they would have run They're run right. off screaming if right. they'd seen. Because you know, every time I open, it's like. 75 errors and it's like i don't even know what the fuck the errors are and i'm not going to find out i don't i'm not going to read a whole book that tell <laughs> tutorial thing i like my one my one big advantage in my corner is i had sheila Sachs giving me advice you know who she is she's hmm. a designer she's a great designer she designs records books and graphic designer she was at the reader for a million years but she gave me some rudimentary tips like what Hmm. But she gave me these templates, and I looked at what she was doing. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck you've done here. I I can't follow this, you know, because I'm not versed in that in that the designer language. I don't know any of it, you know. Like, wow. I don't know any. I mean, I've written three books. I've never took a writing class, you know. Right. It's all just like blundering my way through it, which you know, I've sounds, done okay. Sounds about, <laughs> sounds about right. I mean, you know, I. I get paid to write shit now, which is crazy, you know, but... Absolutely bananas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. So what what gave you the idea to to make, like, a book book out of it, out of this project, which you've been at, obviously, for many years? For I think I turned it into, in my head... <clears throat> so here's the thing, and I really wanted to make the book simple... Uh-huh. and not go too far. And I simply want to describe something that I think is true. 
that there is a subgenre of mm. street art and it's called archaic gore. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. There's more to say mm -hmm. and there's more than I want from it. Yeah. What I want from it, so you know the gig poster scene. There's yeah. the gig poster scene, which yeah. is, which is um, you know, part gallery, part placed, right? Yeah. There's the, the sticker and the, and the wheat paste scene. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows scenes, high capacity yeah. people yeah. who are well-educated mm. and, you know, are, they're on it, right? Mm. The whole other part, the part that I have tremendous love for is the homeless and secure people people with perhaps some mental health mm -hmm. issues, people who have are street art, street studio artists. Mm. And like when I hear the term street art, yeah. And it doesn't include people who make art on the street, yeah. literally making the art in the street. Yeah. I find it I guess generally, people, when people hear street art, they think graffiti, probably, first thing, right? Or, well, that's a whole or, other thing or, altogether, because which street is, art... Which you, which you can't remove, obviously. You can't right? remove, and that's why, when yeah. I did the definition, that was what yeah. it is. And the other thing is, as you know, Dimitri, it's written, you know, they've written how many fucking trees have they torn down to write Right, to yeah, write so it doesn't really need to be documented in a book... Yeah, so, so to me, I see, book. I go to other countries and I see street art, people who are street, you know, uh, homeless and secure people. And I'm like, who the hell's thinking about them? Yeah. And then not just thinking about them, but what I want is, and this is on the last page of the book where I really, and I think I want to do more writing on it, is what if they were in a community with those people who were higher capacity? Mm -hmm. What if they felt like they were part of a movement? Because there is no movement unless the people in the movement think there's a movement, right? I would like them to believe that they're in league mm. with those people, mm. with Tay, the artist on the cover, right? Who literally sits mm. on State Street, on the street, mm -hmm. on the sidewalk with nothing underneath them, and makes art all day. Mm. I want them to feel in league with people like, um, you know, Penny Pinch and... Hmm. And uh, and because I think we'll all be better for it. Hmm. Again, here's a, here's another thing I was wondering about. So how so you you give a, a lot of the artists money and you buy this stuff, but then you talk about you know ripping stuff off the walls. Yeah. Like how do the two fun like function in your mind? Like yeah. you feel like you have the right to do that. Yeah, to, to I rip do. it off the walls. What's the What's the rationale there? It took me a minute to get to that spot. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got to that spot... So, it's not quite legit to take it off the walls. So, mm -hmm. and, and there are some instances that are less legit than uh -huh. others. A um, couple things. And this is where they are in league, right? Mm -hmm. The artist made a decision to place the work in the public way. Mm -hmm. And that's just... Uh, that, like, right. the artist made a decision. Um, moreover, again, this is where I came to it, was the part where I talk about actors. We are all actors in the public way, including mm -hmm. the, the streets and sand people who sure. are in Buff, the yeah. famous Mayor Daly's graffiti blasters, mm -hmm. right? Like, And if they are actors in the public way, and if I accept their right, uh, I don't want to use that word, I accept their actions, Mm -hmm. Right, I I'm not in a framework of legality or illegality. Mm -hmm. I don't even give a shit. I literally don't give a fuck about the legality or illegality. Yeah. Of it. 
All I know is what exists, what is true. Mm -hmm. And what is true, the people place objects in the public way. And what is true is the people deface, remove, spindle, yeah. those things. And some people remove them. Mm -hmm. And place them in their homes. Yeah, and that's me. And as you can see, I am a yeah. uh, I'm a pretty good archivist. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty. So I'm, part of it is you think it'll be preserved. There's a better chance it'll survive if it's in your house rather than yeah affected by the elements or paint. Like somebody else will come out and we paint something over it or whatever, what have you. Or I'll be gone. Or I'll throw it in the garbage. That's the other yeah. thing. Is I don't want to get too high and mighty. Like, yeah. you know, oh, I'm on a mission and I'm going to claim, like, fuck me. Who cares about me? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'll throw it away. Like, don't count yeah. on me. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm just an actor in the public way. Mm -hmm. but And I do it because I fucking feel like it. And when yeah. I have it at that base level, uh -huh. I can accept it. I'm not a hero. I'm not... I don't have a weird idea of myself. I don't have a fucking obligation to those people. They don't have an obligation to me. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that some artists now avoid areas that I frequent because I don't see them anymore. And they have a right to. So there's ones that think... Like like the one you are talking about in there who thinks like you fucked with his shit because he took it down. You found where he put it and you took it. Yeah. He's like, the only one. Quicker so than... Like where, like on Twitter or something, or on Instagram? We had or? a conversation on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and that, that's a, that's the other like another component of the, the whole social media part of it. Like that's a big part of it, right? In a way, like because you're yeah. you're documenting it, or like say saying where you found it and when yep. you took it down, and you post on Instagram, right? And like I turn you, on location, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but I have to say that I'm not a learned person. I don't really know what I'm talking about. And there's a whole scene, and I'm not in the scene. Uh -huh. But learned about what? About the history, like which artist is which, and oh. the underpinnings of the art history of mm -hmm. graffiti art. I don't. Mm -hmm. I have a layman's knowledge of that. But what I do know is that I'm better than most people at documenting reality. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And that's what I'm interested in doing more than anything. And it's, a, yeah, I mean, it becomes, like we were talking about earlier, it's a record of, like, where you've gone and, like, a, yeah, like, obviously the walking is a big part of it, too, the walking around. Yeah. Right? Huge to me. Yeah. And that's the the other answer to your question, how did I, when did I decide, and I'm just like... I was sick of, I needed to lose more weight. So uh, I'm like, I, it was like last January, not this one, but the one before. And I was looking around and I found like, it was super cold. Mm -hmm. And then it warmed up a little bit. And they went out bombing. It, and uh, it was actually Penny Pinch and T-Money. Mm -hmm. And these amazing posters I was able to get off the wall were in the middle of January. And I'm like, this is the shit. I'm going to do this all day, every day. <laughs> and I just started walking so, miles and miles and miles. It, it's it's your health club, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was on it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's it's a. Re I mean, as soon as I, I don't know how I saw it, check uh, checking somewhere. Because it, it, yeah, I'm not on social media. I check a couple of people's Twitter and Instagram feeds for research and other reasons and selfish reasons. But I yeah, I, I swore off all that shit. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Four years, four or five years ago. Why is that? Uh, I well, I thought it was taking up too much of my time, yeah. and it ran its course. And uh, basically, yeah, I, I, 
I thought it was really, it, it had gotten incredibly unhealthy. Yeah. It, like, it, it ate up a lot of my day. Yeah. And I'm a pretty compulsive person, so mm-hmm. I'm all in or all out. Yep. And the only way I could quit, I couldn't cut back. Yeah. I tried. I cut back by, uh, yeah, look, if you, yeah, it's mentioned in the book, uh, the, the day I quit social media for good. So I quit Twitter and then I, I switched to Instagram, so it was like, from heroin to methadone and it just wasn't scratching the itch the same way yeah because it doesn't like well i i think it's different now but that like there wasn't enough social interaction or whatever with it yeah just these pictures yeah and it just wasn't working so i just turned it off and then i realized that how few people actually know and how few people how i wanted to have you know face-to-face interactions i didn't want to have these virtual i didn't want to like anything anymore mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and basically i mean the the heyday of twitter for me was when i, when I was still driving a cab mm-hmm. like there it served a real function for me like where i could just it was like a note-taking thing where crazy shit would happen and i'd tweet it uh. and then if it stuck in my head i'd write about it and then like that stuff turned into books you know <laughs> like but uh after i quit the cab i mean Interesting. It wasn't the same. And, I mean, when I quit all that and got rid of the smartphone, it was like waking from a weird dream. Like, mm. suddenly there's many more hours in the day. Mm. And I was back, like, just looking at my surroundings, which is, you know, I mean, like, my main thing is, you know, like, I paint from life. Like, mm. that's my main thing. I just, from looking, that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it was just, mm. it was an amazing thing. Mm. And I mean, like, you know, every few months now you see these essays about people like, I tried not being on Facebook for a week, and mm-hmm. this, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I had that, like, yeah, I had that moment, yeah, a few years ago. And the other way it saved my sanity is it was before the ramp up to the election. Yeah. So. Turns out that <laughs> something bad happened. Oh, yeah? yeah. What, what, what happened? Yeah, this <laughs> whole thing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's... And, but to, you know, I did that, and people just thought I'd lost my like that I'd have a nervous breakdown yeah. or something. Like, just a few days ago, I went to a thing, and somebody came up and told told me that they missed me for being on Twitter, which is just like, come on, you, you can call me. I'm, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't move to a shack in the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm very reachable, just not not on these plat the platforms you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. there's something about it and i mean you know we learn bad shit about them all the time how they sell the information they do you know it's their hamster wheel why we sh- should we assume that it's free they might kill us it's possible that they'll well they could yeah. kill us or I, at the very least they're they're using us for free research market research yeah. you know that's that's the best case scenario yeah the worst is you know sky's the limit we're but, all yeah <laughs> so how, so what's your uh do you have do you feel like it's ever a problem the the uh the social media or the connected the no connected world i'm an you alcoholic i'm a i'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict so that it's it's a re- replacement no, no i'm just i'm i'm conscious of the compulsive stuff uh-huh. um i can be compulsive uh-huh. but um I stay on track with uh, tracking my uh, activity. Like, I stay on target by 
So you give yourself defined limits? No, no. I do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I don't do stuff. I just mean, I track my um, activity. I'll show you my spreadsheet. I I (laughs) I have a spreadsheet of. um, Here it is. I have something called accountability. Okay. So uh, accountability 2019. This is a spreadsheet of my activities. This, my children live in the suburbs with their mother. Uh, uh, one's in college already, and the other is going to be in college next year. But this oh, goes okay. back to like 2013, right? Okay. Although they, I started and did it for real in 2014. But I track the number of days I'm with them, number of days a month, percentage of days I'm with them. Uh-huh. Days, and then I count other days. Days that they're, I'm out of town with them. Days they're right. in the city. Then it's total number of days. Then it's percentage of the days with the kids. Then it's work trip days. Because right. you got to make money. I don't mind that, right? Huh. Then it's percent work trip days. Then it's total work and kids. Then it's number of, this is my real metric. Number of days with kids without, out of all the possible days. 68%, 82%, right? Like, okay. I live an hour away from my children. I yeah. 82, you know. Then it's personal trip days, days in the city, days with my wife, like doing, you know, go on a date or something yeah. that's not just, you know, yeah. exercise. This is post. This is like, did I do something that deserved, like, did I do a, a major blog post or did I do something at work? And then I, you know, Arte Agora Manuscript 1. That notes, you know, on, on a day, I did something. I produced mm-hmm. something. World Economic Forum, I did a, I did a thing. I did a board meeting. I went mm. to Ord Camp. I did an outsider art fair, you know. Like... And I wrote a post about going to the art salon mm. outside. So, like, so I just track my production this way, right? Mm. And my sort of, like, my who I'm responsible So, say, for. like, at the end of a given year, you, you look at all this stuff and, I mean, did you have, do you start out with a goal or is do you change your behavior according to what these trends or whatever yeah, that you're I seeing? Do. Okay. The goals are, you know, the goals are, like, 15.3 days per year. With okay, so you have, you have defined goals and yeah. you've got to you're trying to meet yeah okay. 17,000 steps a day last year now wow. it's only 13,000 because I decided that in fact you know and then calorie intake I I I have all of my uh, I track all my calories um, so then you know I have average calories per day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. average steps per day mm-hmm. weight average weight high low weight <laughs> <laughs> average calories per yeah you know so anyway the point is that with this uh-huh. model yeah and and it's not just the model it's not just the tracking but it's the structural setup for my life basically mm-hmm. this is this, this constitutes a structure yeah so within that structure if i'm fucking around on twitter all fucking day i don't give a shit yeah because i'm getting my shit done you know uh, what i mean like i'm doing what i want to do i'm coming through for my people mm-hmm. i'm generating revenue i'm you know i'm mm. not gonna get fired I, you know stuff like that hmm. so then when i have that like anytime i'm fucking around and i can be compulsive but i just don't care because i got my game and it's working interesting interesting yeah that yeah thing like that would just drive me batshit but like i can't you know I yeah my my whole thing is is totally intuitive like I just decide one day to stop something or like do yeah. I remember so early when I had my website was when they still had like I they probably still have these things where you can put a stack counter yeah yeah like yeah, so I did that and but on my my site I, I had to you know do the code on every fucking page and I went and did that one day and I kept it for like a year or two and it it started driving me crazy because I was checking it all the time. Yeah. And then I decided that this this was crazy making, so I went back in and, and 
took all that, that bit of code out of every fucking page, you it's know? And it's much better that I don't know. That, you know, like, I don't know the ranking, I don't know the numbers, I don't want to know the numbers. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only kind of, sort of social media thing I do is I write a newsletter every Monday. That's like, that's my, that scratches that itch. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it's like, it's a tiny letter and it tells me how many people, like, read it. Right. Now, I wish, like, there's other stats I've turned off of it, but I can't turn off that. Hmm. I wish I didn't know, you know? Like, or, or who, I turned off the one that said, like, if somebody unsubscribed, like, they don't send me that notification anymore. I could tell, but. That's harsh. I, I don't want to know. I, yeah. You know, like. It like access to those numbers, I don't know, isn't productive for me. Hmm. But yeah, but I yeah, I've always functioned pretty pretty intuitively. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I don't th- I don't think I could do that. <laughs> my my publisher now for the new book has he's a spreadsheet guy. He's got an office job. He sends very itemized, detailed things, breakdowns of things, and I just tell him you you keep track of that. I'll just run run around and push these books into people's hands you know like you, you keep track of the numbers <laughs> right because they do generate numbers yes yes they do yeah <laughs> so interesting I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to connect all these numbers and all this stuff to this uh, art collect or art documentation thing like there's somehow they intersect but like how like what 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 okay what percentage of your life do you feel like it is <laughs> or like the collecting yeah it's the walking basically it's the wa- oh no the, then no, there's no. the fucking photos man i gotta shoot everyone i shot every one of those things uh-huh and then, <laughs> as you know you gotta manage to fuck out of the photos and it's just you know <laughs> so <clears throat> um to me the thread is i want to know what is true hmm that's what I want. That's the thread for this whole entire thing. So when I walk around, I want to know. And, and what's true is that there was a uh, an item placed in the public way in a month. I put the month, right? Uh-huh. I always put the name, you know, like one, right? All right. April 2014. And this is number one of 14. We got 14 pieces. Wow. So, like, I know it's true. It's true that this existed, that Luana was on Milwaukee Avenue. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, it's so ephemeral. I want to document that it happened. I you want to fix it in, 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 like, space and time. And, yeah. And, but so, so what's that a battle against? Like, what's, not, what's the not true that, that, that's counteracting? What, what are the things that are that you can't do that with or like what is it in reaction to everything that the current president does oh (laughs) everything that (laughs) when people tell you that you're not worth anything Mm. that when people ignore and obfuscate and obliterate Mm. the contributions of people of color Mm. of poor people of you know people who don't fucking matter and so yeah once again it sort of like ties with the kind of social or activist almost like kind of mission there's some kind of some sort of mission to this we're here 
Yeah. Like, and again, it's not all that grand, right? Yeah. It's just literally so an they're, expression. They're sharing the street or the space with you. Yeah. Or, yeah. Literally You're, an expression yeah. of, of the truth in reality mm-hmm. rather than a grand mission or a grand, you know, it's just like, no, I just want people to know that this existed, that that someone created something, that, um, and not even that I want people to know, I want to know. Mm-hmm. I like knowing. And again, but I don't, and you were, you were saying about <clears throat> your own art, <clears throat> and if someone came and collected it, like, you know, Monty Python, bring out your dad, right? <laughs> um, like, on the other hand, if all this went away, I wouldn't, I, I'd be okay. Well, you'd just start over, probably, like, you could... Because I knew it was true. My, the work is done, you know what yeah. I mean? Almost with this book, the work is done, too. Like, I don't collect as much anymore. Oh, you don't? No. It was just like a, it was a period in your life. I wanted to express myself fully. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I feel fully expressed right now. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to move on into like internet art, frankly, and think about what is internet art? And when you were just talking. (laughs) What is internet art? (laughs) Is there, is there internet art? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think it's the most important undefined (laughs) movement of art in the last hundred years it's like what the fuck is it what is what is going on like the last 20 25 years all of these expressions that we've placed mm-hmm. into a space mm-hmm. what does it mean what is going what is what is like i want to criticize it i want to dis- help define it because i think and it relates to male art video art mm-hmm. uh, fucking video art what the fuck is going on every mm-hmm. museum you go into with a video art that weird yeah. TV it's like yeah. there's something important there I don't know what it I literally don't want yeah, I'm literally the, not smart that, enough that's the shit I walk by without looking of course you do <laughs> but I'm like what is it what and I it's all tied together motion okay. conceptual art yeah. male art conceptual art Yoko Ono um, you know sure. all of those people there's something super duper crazy important that then ties hmm. into internet art right now that I don't hmm. think is fully defined hmm. so that's the that's the next thing that's the next project or that's the next. I don't honestly this is not false modesty I'm literally not smart enough to do that but I want to get in the game. I want to figure. I want to. I want to be part of whoever does figure it out. Yeah. Because you know, like I said, but this book's really simple. I could do it, right? I just mm-hmm. documented some shit. That I'm just. I don't know. Then I've got this other book, which is called How to Teach CCD. CCD is you know Catholic religious oh, yeah. education. So I, I'm Catholic, and I taught CCD for like ten years. Oh. So it's like a part lesson plans and part memoir of American urban Catholic Catholicism. Huh. So that's a little more concrete. That's all that's all this material is like you know, that I'm pulling out. So that's that's something you're still working on or is yeah. it done? Yeah. Yeah, that's this what... is a now thing. You huh. splitting? Yeah, I gotta go. All right, huh? Do you want me nice to pick you up later or nice what? To meet you too. Um I don't know. Probably not, but I'll I'll keep you posted. Well just because I'm gonna eat then. Yeah, go ahead and all eat. Right. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I've got all my records. I'm afraid of dying. <laughs> so that's to the, that's to the point. Right. Right. Anyway, that's the other book. Um, taught them how to do a prayer. But, um, yeah, because, again, it's, it's concrete. But anyway, so the, the answer is... Um, yeah, I don't... It doesn't take up much of my time anymore, although, you know, I will get it. Um... 
if I see them on the street. I saw a kid in Malachi. That kid's good. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, I'm still, I will definitely still buy your, if you're selling art. Oh, mixtapes. I'll buy any mixtape, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't buy, um... Yeah, what What are the things you, that, that's a good place to, to end up. What, what won't you buy <laughs> on the street? Um... I mean, is there like a... Um, yeah, there is a format. What is it? Oh, 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 oh. The tchotchke shit. No. There's no fucking... So, so basically, yes, it's stuff that's already made or yeah, like no. somebody else made. Never. But they're just selling... Not never. I'll buy it if I'm like in another city uh-huh. and it's representative of time and place. Uh-huh. I'll definitely buy a trinket. Yeah. But that is not my compulsion. I mean, if you are selling art in the street, I'm going to buy it from you. That's all there is to it. That includes music, poetry, and art. And it's just, I will do it. It's not, because no. it fixes it in, in a time and place. And because I want to in be your their, life, I want to be their best person that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good place to stop. Cool. <laughs>